That's so bad. Oh, yeah. is so bad, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the From the Tips podcast. It's me, your boy, Brian, always joined by my well-spoken co-host, Rick Landis. How we doing? Good, buddy. Doing good. How about you? Ah, uh, you know, work. It's about, it's about what my life is at this point. You ever think about how you go your whole life through school being like, school sucks. I hate it here. And I, I don't school. want to, I would rather be doing anything else. Other than I miss school. Do you miss uh, school? If, if I could go back to school for another bachelor's degree and not have to pay for it, I would do it in a heartbeat. So you're talking about college though, right? Yeah, oh yeah. See, I was talking about like grade school. Oh, uh, well, grade school is a little different. I think if you're talking middle school, high school, then definitely no. But grade school is just like you eat snacks. Yeah, take me back to like elementary school and play hot cross buns on the recorder. Oh god, middle so, school so bad. Middle school <laughs> so bad because that's when everybody judges everybody. High school's even worse than that because all you're worried about from ninth grade to twelfth grade is what college you're going to. True. Don't get me started on that. College is that was terrible. The stupidest thing as far as um people trying to get you to do something um. And then college is great because you don't have any responsibilities. So that's pretty fun. It is pretty freeing to be in college. If if two people on a podcast about golf could give you any sort of advice about life, which you probably shouldn't listen to, think twice about going to college, okay? De- like having a degree is all cool and everything, but it puts you in debt. And also going to like a trade school and doing that stuff can be way more financially beneficial. If you'd rather do that. Don't even bother with college. Honestly, people make fun of you until they get out of college and they're tens of thousands of dollars in debt and you have a house. Exactly. Everybody yeah. mocks, everybody mocks you for not going to college until you have a house at age 18, 19. Lock out so the haters. There's your, there's your advice from the, from the Tips podcast. <laughs> Whoopsies. All right, pretty, buddy. What do you have there. for the days of the week? Uh, so today, September 21st, nobody's listening to it. Uh, we, have a day that loses you and Phil your bet from today. I believe you bet. Um, I said Nevada. Nevada. I said what did Nevada. Phil say? I don't think he ever claimed a state. No, I don't think he said New York, but it is National New York Day ah. today, September 21st. I got the NE correct. I was feeling it. I was doing the whole. Uh, and you were really close because the, the W and the V are pretty close together, too. So you were kind of like. I was like on, on it right pretty track, much. Yeah. I was actually I like mean, correct. Give you a <laughs> like when you when you when you kind of pull a 0.5 out of one out of a teacher when they don't really want to give it to you. Um, yeah. It's like those half points in the uh, Ryder cup, which we will talk about. Uh, I think there's a typo on here because on September 22nd, I don't, it might be a typo. I don't know. It says uh, car free day. I believe that's supposed to say carefree day. Um, Unless there's free cars, free cars. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe go to your local dealership and ask them if they have free cars that day. Um, and then if not, just go on the national day website and show them that you're supposed to get a free car. That day. it's car free day. Yeah, um, it's also National Ice Cream Cone Day, which is pretty cool because ice cream's nice. Oh, we gotta um, get out to Freddie Hill. It's also the autumnal equinox, and for those that don't know, it just means that it's autumn. Um, it just means fall is actually here, uh, even though it's been here for twenty days now because September means fall. 
Um, I can get on board with that, actually. I agree with that statement. September does yeah. mean fall. And to me, it does. I mean, to other people, it might not. But to me, that's what it means. Um, September 23rd. Hmm, what do we got on the 23rd? Let's go with um, not really anything good on this day. Let's go with National Great American Pot Pie Day. Ooh, I love a good pot pie, man. You know what's you know what's love kind of underrated pie. and unexpectedly good? What? Shepherd's pie. Oh yeah. You kidding it me? It sounds it sounds disgusting when you think about what's in it. So good. Like though. it's like, oh, it's just a bunch of stuff thrown in a bowl. It's a bunch of carbs thrown in a yeah. bowl. But then you eat it and you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> Can um, I have more, please? <laughs> please. Thank you. Um September 24th, we have Cherry's Jubilee Day, uh, National Punctuation Day. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take a swing at this one. Um, Sh- Schwankfelder Thanksgiving. I'm not a hundred percent sure what that is. Yeah, what is that? Schwankfelder Thanksgiving. So if you celebrate that day, happy Thanksgiving of Schwankfelder. Um, yeah, like Schwanksville, except for after the Schwank, it's Felder. F-E. It expresses thanks in a way that dates back to 1734. Um. The Schwenkfelders are the descendants of a small Protestant sect that sprang up in Germany around the time of Reformation. They were followers of the Caspar Schwenkfeld, a theologian. What? Interesting. A little history lesson for you today. Is that just another excuse to eat a lot of food? Because like I can get on board with that. That's yeah. fine. Um, let's get fine. And eat some food on the 24th. Um, and then on September 25th, there is a lot of days here. Okay, but I'm going to kick it off with... The most important part of September 25th, our good friend Phil, friend of the podcast, if you will. It's his birthday. He's old now. He can rent a car. Happy Out of way, Phil. Um, Big 2-5. We'll be using you for that car rental. Just letting you know that now. Um, <laughs> Phil, get out and eat a quesadilla Go do on that. your birthday because that's what today is. National Quesadilla Day. Uh, great day to have a birthday. National One Hit Wonder Day. Um, do you have a favorite One Hit Wonder off the top of your head? I do, and it's um, "You Only Get What You Give" by New Radicals. I don't know if I know that one. I might. You definitely it. do if you've heard it. Wait, um, can you sing it for me? No, but I will end the episode <laughs> with it. Okay. I'll end the episode with it. I don't okay. think we're gonna get sued. So um, it's also National Comic Book Day, uh, National Lobster Day, Lobster Day. You say Math Storytelling Day. I don't know who wants to hear a story about that, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a day if you want to hear a math story uh jimmy went to the <laughs> bought 12 watermelons for 250 each how much did he spend on watermelons um there you first go. off first off why so many watermelons who needs know. 12 watermelons maybe he's dehydrated let's <laughs> go eat go drink I don't some water who I was talking to the other day what? But I found I found someone whose favorite part of the watermelon is the green part. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, wait. That, oh yeah. no. Wait. <laughs> no. Stop. Do you mean the outside or the green part on the inside? The the white green part, not the like outside outside, but like when you get past the the red part and you get to the really disgusting part that has no flavor, that's apparently their favorite part of the watermelon. That is one of the most grotesque. Things. I wish I could remember. I have ever heard if the person in my that, life. that told me this is listening right now. Let me know so I can call you out on the next episode. Um, yeah, you're immediately getting called out. To, I don't know. People need to know. 
I don't know who you are, and I don't know if I want to. I, I, I don't remember who it is for the life of me, but I remember talking to someone, and they told me that, and I was like, "You're, I can't trust you anymore." How do you come? Like, how do you come across like enjoying that? Usually, by the time I get to where the red meets the green, I've I've already gone on to the next piece with you know the red good stuff. Yeah, exactly. I don't not know. the stuff with no flavor. That makes okay. I'm uncomfortable now, I, honestly, just yeah, knowing that someone in this world likes that part of a watermelon i don't even know how to feel (laughs) uncomfortable (laughs) so happy uh national days to everybody except for that person (laughs) (laughs) just just that person you're not allowed to celebrate any of them you get no quesadilla. You get no quesadillas on the 25th. No holiday for you. You can celebrate National New York Day on the 21st. That's all you get. <laughs> you can, you can, you're allowed to celebrate the Schmeckeldorfer Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. You what was that? Schwankfelder. Schwankfelder. Thank you. Celebrate Schwankfelder Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's, that's all you get. You don't, you don't get Christmas. It's you don't the, get Easter. It's you the, the official food of Schwankfelder Thanksgiving, the bottom disgusting part of watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's, there's no other food except <laughs> green bit. <laughs> oh, happy Schwankenfeld to Thanksgiving, everybody. Here's your little rations of green portion of watermelon. <laughs> Don't worry. We ate all the red bits. You guys are safe. Don't worry. You'll be fine. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Ah, oh, man. Is this even a golf podcast anymore? Or is it just kind of a... I, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, we did tell people that there wasn't golf this weekend, and there was. So we did lie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but we, I do remember saying there was no significant golf being played this weekend. Um, which, again, it was not. Which I think was kind of my way of saving ourselves. Um, yeah, you, you definitely saved us there. We weren't paying attention at all. Uh, there was golf this weekend, actually, and it's not the Fortnite championship, which we both thought it was. It is the Fort, Fortinet. Fortinet. Which, which I believe, I believe is IT company, yes, like a tech company or something. Uh, so originally it's the Safeway Open. I'm a, I'm yeah. guessing it's just changed hands. Yeah, because I remember the Safeway Open. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's the Fortinet Championship, whatever Fortinet is. I think it's an IT company. But yes, uh, Max Homa ends up taking Homa the trophy. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I got a thing. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, he ends up winning. Uh, and that was, that's Max Homa's third career victory, which, you know, isn't like world burning, but he's relatively young. Yeah. So having three wins, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And if you need a good follow, someone to follow on Twitter, Max Homa's your guy. He's got a great Twitter stuff. Um, I do. I, the PGA Tour posted a bunch of his uh, better tweets, and I do want to say this one live because it's my favorite one. Um, I, he says, I'll let you in on a little secret. In Ubers, I lie about what I do so I don't get bombarded with questions. I say I'm a realtor and ask, and for the first time ever, the Uber driver is in the market for a home, and I'm so deep in this web of lies, I think I'm actually working for him now. <laughs> <laughs> And I love that. 
because that sounds like my kind of luck where I would not want people to know who I am. So I would lie to them and then they'd be like, oh, I need that person right now. Can you help me out? I'd be like, oh, I'm a plumber. And they'd be like, oh, perfect. My toilet's clogged. And be like, now you're standing in this guy's bathroom <laughs> and his wife is explaining the problems that she's been having with the toilet and you have no idea what's going on. I'm like, did you try a plunger? <laughs> Yeah, we plunged it, and then all the lights started turning on and off. We are you an electrician? Oh, I'm not an electrician. I gotta go. I can't help you anymore. <laughs> Runs out of the house. <laughs> that would be your luck too. I would, yeah. Because that's an absolutely Rick thing to do in any sort of social situation. Is to uh, and it wouldn't even necessarily be me lying. It would be me panicking and saying the wrong thing, and then not being able to go back on it. Exactly. You would be like, oh yeah, like I'm a like I like I do I do like house stuff You're like oh are you a plumber you're like oh god oh, um <laughs> no like i know some stuff i dabbled <laughs> i dabbled oh no you can't tell people you're a dabbler they're gonna assume you're a professional that's <laughs> i stand by that Any, anywho uh max home <laughs> gets the win uh not too many big names coming at the top of the leaderboard here we got uh, max homa maverick mcneely who i know you want to talk about uh mock leishman uh taylor gooch Hideki Matsuyama, uh, your former huge man, uh, CT Pan, Zal Torres came in 11th. I think he had a hole in one in the practice round. Is that correct? He did. That was, that was kind of unfortunate because of the practice round. Yeah. Um, either way, though, good for him. Yeah, not too much really going on in the leaderboard no. this week. Uh, the big names are getting prepped for the Ryder Cup this week. Others are just taking the week off because of the super season that just ended two weeks ago. Yeah. Definitely uh, definitely earned their time off for sure. John Rahm did end up missing the cut here, but also he had a midweek stomach virus. And when he was asked about it, he explained it like this, which, by the way, if you find this kind of stuff gross, uh I guess skip 10 seconds. Um, maybe more. <laughs> maybe more. He said, it's not like I couldn't have played better, but I would have had to make so many unnecessary stops. Let's just say that I would have taken a long time to play and that would have delayed everybody else quite a bit. And you want to know what, John? We get it. We get it. You know, just uh, be, I must have like something wrong with me. Because whenever I hear that someone has like a stomach bug, I want to know why. Like, what did you eat that gave you that issue? Well, some stomach bugs are like actually partially like viral. So I don't eat that. Yeah. Like partially just because I'm curious. Cause like Rick, you know. I don't I I hate to tell you this, but it was it was Schlegels. Schlegels bagel. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta find another place in New York to get a bagel. <laughs> oh god, I hope a lot more of our listeners watch How I Met Your Mother than than we think. Cause then a lot of more no. people are gonna get that joke. <laughs> no that? Schlegels. No, <laughs> a little bit of cream cheese. Bit of cream cheese. <laughs> oh boy, uh, yeah, but you did bring up the Maverick McNeely thing, and as much as Max Homa kind of had the thing pretty much in the bag on Sunday, Maverick McNeely was making a run for it, and on the 17th, he went kind of the safer route and took an iron. Ended up straight up clean shanking it. It hit a tree and went 166 yards. So you're telling me he laid up? Yeah. And it didn't work for him. He lay. He. 
shut up, Rick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did. He did end up trying to. And, you know, I don't think any professional golfer, quote unquote, lays up. I think they just know the smart it's thing to do to score there. well. Um, yeah, so he ends up taking an iron and just cold shanking it into the trees, 166. See, that's why um, I don't lay up. Tom he, and I had this conversation on Saturday. I went golfing with him and Derek. And we had this conversation because we got to a, a short par four where you had to shoot it over water in order to get to the green, but it was like a 280 yard par four. So like you could definitely get there if you hit it hard enough. Um, well, I wouldn't. And yeah. they both took like a, a shorter club and I hit driver obviously. Cause I, I don't lay up right on. I, I was, I turned to them and I was like, look, here's the thing. I'm going to hit it in the water, whether I shoot a long club or a short club. So I might as well shoot a long club and get a closer drop. Just my logic. I don't know. And then I ended up slicing it like 50 yards and it ended up in the fairway. So, I mean, it didn't work out horribly. Well, I mean, (laughs) that could have gone worse. It could have been in the water. Could have been in the water. I was hitting all sorts of fairways this weekend. That was great. Well, we can uh, talk about that in the two-man. But... He ended up doubling the 17th, but then was like, ah, you want to know what? I'm I'm just going to eagle the 18th after he drops a 30-foot putt for eagle. Uh, so I get good for you, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, he's now, uh, Maverick McNeely is now ranked um, number 76. In the world? In the, in the, um. World ranking, yeah, number 76. Nice, nice. I was going to say, because he should be number two in the FedEx Cup now. Yes, yes, he will be number two uh, because it's a new season. So the FedEx Cup points are basically the leaderboard that you see from yeah, in a the new, Fortinet. In a new season, and it's no longer a super season. It's just, uh, just exhausting at this point. It's a great honestly. way to start, though, for Max Homa, because he, he doesn't usually miss too many cuts. He's usually kind of in the mix. So Yeah, you start points, off with a W. 500 points week one is huge for him, especially with a lot of the big-name guys either not finishing towards the top of the leaderboard or just not even playing this week. That's a huge advantage for him. Yeah, just take the 500 points at the beginning of the season where he can. A lot of guys did that this year when they were winning um, yeah. earlier in the year when – a lot of the bigger names were either doing other stuff or taking the break for the beginning of the season. And honestly, that's probably what John Rahm's plan was going into this week. Oh yeah. Get a, get a point lead on, on the guys. Cause let's be honest, his main competition is everybody that's in the Ryder cup this coming week. So like, yeah, you didn't exactly. have to worry about any of them. Um, it was not an issue for him. No, but didn't end up working out. Cause yeah, he- but uh, we actually didn't get to see a whole lot of the uh, the Fortinet, uh, unfortunately, but we just had other things going on this weekend. Um, some more golf news here. Three things to watch this week. Uh, so the obviously the Ryder Cup teams are set. We already went over that. Um, they I think they're going back to the pod system that the team has done before where there's three team pods. Um, so they kind of have like a rough draft of what that might look like. So pod one would be Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka, and Daniel Berger. Okay. Pod two would be Patty Ice, X, Dustin Johnson, and Colin Marikawa. And then pod three would be Harris English, Bryson DeChambeau, Tony Finau, and Scotty Scheffler. I figured you would hate that because Scotty is in a pod with uh, Bryson. I don't hate it. I don't hate it because he's in a pod with Bryson. I hate it because Brooks isn't in a pod with Bryson. 
you knew they weren't going to do that. Though. I know, but it would have been nice to see how it panned out. I think they both would have been fairly cordial, but I think there would have been one or two slip-ups. Oh, for sure. Which Absolutely. Which I would have liked to see. Well, Steve Stricker did that. come out with a statement and say that he's not worried about the Brooks Kepra, Bryson DeChambeau thing, saying it's a non-issue as far as he's concerned. Uh, he said that he talked to um, Brooks about it. And Stricker said, uh, I've talked to him about it. I've had experiences with Brooks over many, many of these teams. And the conversations that I've had with him and what I have personally seen in the team room does not uh, does not jibe. Is that even a word? Jive? No, it's J-I-B-E. Oh. No, I don't know. I've I'm, looking, I'm looking it up now. Hold on now. Not exactly the vocab uh, caterpillar on this podcast, but. The what? Isn't that? <laughs> Wait, that? What? what? Isn't there like a saying where it's like someone who has a lot of words and then there's like an insect that comes after it? <laughs> if that's a term, I love it. I don't. And I've never heard isn't. it before. It probably. Is. I think there's a thing though that where it's like. Like some sort of person who's really good with words and there's a bug associated with it. I could be completely wrong, though. I am sort of delirious at the moment. So who knows? Why, yes, Rick, I'm quite the vocab caterpillar myself. (laughs) That's the name of the episode now. You've done that. Um, Okay, so it's actually pronounced gibe, which is weird that it's spelled with J. And... um, it's an insulting or mocking remark, a taunt. Uh, so when he says, I've personally seen in the team room does not gibe up to what I was reading in the articles. So basically what Stricker was saying is that he's not concerned that Brooks and Bryson are going to have this massive blow up during the Ryder Cup. They're focused on their own things. And all these articles that people are writing are kind of just gassed up stuff. Interesting. Which makes sense to me. It doesn't shock me. We've had, we've had this before where everyone kind of blows something up. Uh, on the internet being like oh this is gonna be great if this ever happens then it happens and it's not as amazing as everybody expected it to be it's because that's what people want to happen they want the drama let's be honest you know um for myself i don't because i want this team to win there no team drama no i and team even though golf is a pretty singular sport but either way um also to keep talking about the brooks thing this whole idea that he doesn't care about the Ryder cup is some of the dumbest garbage I have ever heard. And I'm not even a Brooks guy. You're not really going to see me ever being a huge Brooks defender. But on something like this, it makes no sense. What we have learned through his career is he's just not someone to get overly excited about stuff. I've almost never seen this man overly excited about anything. Yeah, like he, he doesn't express his emotions as much as other guys do. And I think that goes a long way when you have specific word choices. I think if he, if he had the same word choice that he has, but his emotions and his like facial expressions and stuff like that was a little bit more excited looking, I guess Mm -hmm. people would take it differently, but he is, he is very monotone. If you can have like a monotone face, I don't know what that would be considered, but like, right. If you had like a monotone face while talking, that's what he has a lot of the time. You can see even after he wins and stuff like that, he'll give a little smirk or something like that. But you can't tell me he's not happy after winning. 
Yeah, he's he's cool but he's as a not, cucumber. He's not I mean, like he's not smiling ear to ear at the end of every win because he knows that's not it. Like there's more he wants to do. At the end of the day, he's a competitor, and that's just kind of like the person he is. Like I think that's mostly his personality is just a competitor. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's probably different in social scenarios and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to talking golf, he doesn't get overly excited about stuff, and I think that's his way of being kind of at the top of his competition. Yeah, it definitely helps him because you see guys get super emotional about things. Like just think about the times we've seen Billy Horschel get like super emotional and break a club or Siwoo Kim when he broke his club and had to use his five wood on the green. Like it hurts you when you get super emotional about stuff. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. he's realized that by now and has just done a really excellent job of keeping his emotions in check. Now, maybe he has done it a little bit too much because at the end of a round, it doesn't matter quite as much. Although you do kind of get a little backlash depending on certain things you say during an interview uh, post round. But I honestly think that's all just a part of him as a golfer. Like he keeps his emotions in check. You don't really see him get super emotional out on the golf course. I mean, every once in a while you do, but that's mostly when his injuries are acting up, he gets frustrated. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason that he has four majors right now. And it's part of the reason that he is such a dominant player when he's playing well is because he doesn't have the emotions that some of these other guys have. Exactly. And I think that's why this whole mantra that he doesn't care about the Ryder cup is so stupid. Of course he cares about the Ryder cup. Like, come on, let's, let's not overthink these things. Okay. People have different personality traits and this just happens to be one of his and it's fine. Speaking of somebody else who has the same type of personality, Dustin Johnson kind of came up a little bit here in the news because Whistling Straits, the golf course that the Ryder Cup is going to be at this year, um, sent out a memo to all of the players reiterating that all 1,012 bunkers at Whistling Straits will be played as, yeah, I said 1,012. All 1,012 bunkers at Whistling Straits (laughs) will be played as bunkers. And that includes the time at the 2010 PGA championship when Dustin Johnson grounded his club in sand, thinking that it was just a waste area where you're allowed to ground your club. How many courses do they play? Who? Like is whistling straights just one course. Yeah. I think whistling straights is a no, I think it's, there's no way it is because I think it's third. I think it's, is it 32? Like, how many courses do they play over the course of the Ryder Cup? I think it's a 72-hole situation. Because even that seems like a lot still. There is no way that there's 1,012. 1, that's, what the, that's what the article says. Because if it's 1,012, you divide that by 18 holes. And then if it's 72 even, right? That's That was what you said, 72? Mm-hmm. So that would be four rounds. If we divide that by four... That's still an average of 14 bunkers per hole. There's no way that it's a thousand and twelve. <laughs> um, it looks like no, there's no way it's just one course. I don't believe that. There's no way. Actually, you look at some of these pictures, there's 15 around this green alone. That's... Who designed this? I don't I don't enjoy that. <laughs> Oh my god. Dude, I highly suggest just Googling some pictures of whistling straights and it makes a lot more sense now. 
There's, I mean, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, just around oh, this okay. green. Well, it's, Link, it's Link style. So that. Well, it is Link style. Yes. That makes sense. I guess. It still seems like a lot, though. Well, uh, according according to Golf Digest, there's 1,012 That's bunkers insane. at Whistling Straits. I would hit probably in Bogosian, Wisconsin. Them. <laughs> I would find my way into every single one of those bunkers. At least half I would. of them. Yeah, I, I think I would. I think I'd be able to avoid some of them, but if there's that many, like that's more sand than grass. Yeah, Has that's to be. wrong. That should not Unless be. There's thing. like a bunker that's like uh, the size of a pizza. I, there were a couple of those. When I'm looking at the pictures, there's like some kind of tiny ones where I know I would end up in. They just like, like just the smallest bunker. It was you could, just like you could a random of. pile of sand that blew out of one of the holes. And they were like, that's a bunker. That's a bunker. Now <laughs> it's one to put it on the list. That's 1,012 now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, Whistling Straits did send out a memo to all the players, making sure they were aware of the situation that pretty much any sand is considered a bunker. And if they had questions to call over an official, so just a little rule action going on at Whistling Straits, just to make sure everybody's on the same page. Probably a good um, idea. Especially probably, good yes. Uh, especially with the the Ryder Cup. Uh, I almost said the wide up The wide up <laughs> With the Ryder Cup on the line, it's definitely important to make sure all these rule things are uh, good to go. Uh, a little bit more Ryder Cup stuff, and then I swear we'll get into the two-man scramble, and I will shut up about it because I feel like we've been talking about it for three weeks. <laughs> I got some stats. I'm the big stat guy. I got some stats. I got some head-to-head numbers here of past Ryder Cups as we prepare ourselves for the 43rd. Uh, So head-to-head, United States versus Europe. I got a couple here. So the average world ranking this year, the United States has an average world ranking of 8.9, and Europe has an average world ranking of 30.8. It's a big difference. That's a large difference. Uh, and this makes up for most of it. Number of top 10 players. The United States has eight. Europe has one. Whoa. And I think it's just Victor Hovland. That's crazy. They, they only have one top 10 player where the United States has eight. Eight of their 10 golfers are top 10 in the world. There's no way they don't win. They have to win, With right? Eight top 10. There's no way. <laughs> um, and here's something that we were talking about last episode. I did actually find the exact numbers, the average age of both teams. The United States average age is 29.1. Is Europe's is 34.6. Jeez, that's like a five-year age difference. And is, yeah, that is a five-year age gap right there. Uh, and it's strictly because of Lee Westwood. <laughs> I think it is. Lee Westwood bumps it up. <laughs> the number of rookies to the Ryder Cup. The United States has six. Europe has three. So Europe has the edge on the uh, experience-wise. Experience, yeah. yes. Uh, previous Ryder Cup appearances, the United States has 12. Europe has 38. That's captains included. Well, yes. Uh, again, I mean, when we were going through the players for Team Europe, we saw all this. I mean, Sergio just alone. Yeah, he's been yeah. in it since '98, and so has Lee Westwood. So I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure to see what strategy works out because there's obviously two different strategies. Does experience in this environment win out, or does Better golfers went out. Dude, does youth and talent, yeah. Clearly two different draft styles here, and it goes further. Players with five-plus previous appearances at the Ryder Cup. The United States has zero. Europe has four. 
so yeah, I mean, that is clear that Europe has gone the route of experience over, you could say, youth slash talent, yeah. however you want to go about that. Uh, overall record, the United States is 24, 22, and 3, and Europe is 77, 55, and 24. Oof. It's, uh, it's a bit tough. Uh, total points. United States has 25 and a half. Europe has 89. Those are not numbers you like to hear. <laughs> not great. Not awesome. We're turning the tides, though. Um, so Europe does have the foursomes advantage. Um, so this is the performance uh, via the match format since 1995. In the foursomes, Europe has 55 and a half points. The United States has 40 and a half. In the four ball, Europe has 50. The United States has 46. In singles, Europe has 75. The United States has 69. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, and in the overall, Europe has 180 and a half, and the United States has 155 and a half. So, especially in the foursomes, the you, Europe has the advantage. Again, this is kind of the thing when you go through the history of this. United States golf was in such a rut prior to Tiger. Oh yeah, Europe was just walking all over us, which makes sense. You know, sport originated in Scotland, and so on and so forth. But you know, they probably should. <laughs> it be exactly. Um, so the, uh, captain's picks performances at the last four Ryder cups, Europe's record 21, 19 and three, the United States 16, 29 and two, mm. not great to Gotta be honest with you. Up. Um, however, the United States has had better luck winning at home, winning their last four Ryder cups in the United States. We do so like we to hear that. have that one. Um, so when a European has been sitting at the world number one spot, like John Rahm is, their records are as follows. Ian Woosman, 1991, went one and three. Nick Faldo in 1993 went two, one and two. Rory McIlroy in 2012 went three and two. And Rory McIlroy again in 2014 went two, one and two. So not glaringly fantastic numbers yeah. with John Rahm coming in, but also it's John Rahm. Even worse, though, if you look at the numbers, is when the FedEx champion plays. So in 2010, Jim Furyk uh, went 0-2-1. Brant Snedker went 1-2. Roy McIlroy has the only winning record of the FedEx champions going into it with a 3-2. In 2016, Justin Rose in 2018 went two and two, and we'll have to see how Patrick Cantlay does. But hopefully, he can kind of break the uh, the tide of losing. It would be nice. Yeah, it would definitely be nice to have uh, have him do something good. Exactly. Yes. Um, and the youngest age of oldest U.S. team member since 1950 is actually Scotty. I think it is. No, it's DJ. Oh. So he's the youngest old man on the team since 1950 at 37 years, three months, and two days. Um, following him are Tom Watson, who was 40 years old, 18 days. Larry Nelson, who was 40, year, 40 years old, 15 days. And Dan Sykes in 1969, who was 39, nine months, and 11 days. So just kind of some fun stats to go through there, uh, kind of as we prep ourselves for the Ryder Cup, as I feel like we've been doing for 
three weeks now and Brian has, has Brian been doing has for been a doing calendar year last Christmas <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I just got <laughs> I don't even know who this is that just texted me but it's fascinating I don't know how they got my phone number what does it say it just says Brian by the way the Lions are going to eat up you washed up Rogers ass I think this is Kirk it must be is 239 a Florida number? It has to be. How did Kirk get your number, though? I don't know. Were you guys in a group chat? I don't know. Wait, you must have been like a group chat or something. I've been drunk. Kirk, if that was you, please let us know, because that's fantastic. Hey, Kirk, are you, are you talking to us back right now? I'm, I'm going to text back. I'm going to go, Kirk? It has to be. It has to be Kirk. I love that. Look, just because you got DeAndre Swift and I have Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, scored one point last week. Thanks, Aaron. Um, <laughs> does not mean that this six point lead you have right now is going to hold. Okay. Kirk? I, know. I think, I think I saw, if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw Jamal Williams starting it off for the, for the lions tonight. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah. It's Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I went Kirk. He goes, dad. <laughs> yeah. Jamal Williams started it off tonight. So uh, I don't know. Maybe Swift is a uh, Swift is feeling a little achy. Kirk, how did you get my number? <laughs> <laughs> wild know. things are happening right now what is going on i don't even know how to feel anymore <laughs> um but let's since we had some fan interaction already let's get into the two-man scramble where we have more fan interaction um no question from kirk this week i'm pretty sure though so that's kind of rude, no, i didn't see anything. honestly what's uh what's that about oh hey Amy just followed us. Amy just followed us. Look at all this fan interaction. How <laughs> about it? Who, who's timing these things? Are you guys listening to us right now? It's incredible. Is somebody in my home? Kirk, is that you? Are you in my home? <laughs> I was wondering what was wrong with this cactus that we're giving. <laughs> all righty. We do have two questions to go over. We're going to start with the first one. Uh, besides clubs, balls, and tees, what is in your golf bag? Always drinks. Always. Caffeine and water is pretty much what's in there at all times. Booze. Um, yeah, I don't drink. Always. So no, no booze for me. For, but yeah. for me. Um, <laughs> Brian always booze, yes. Um, always got my speaker. Always got my portable charger. Because you got to have the tunes rocking. Yeah, and two speakers per group is always a good idea because one yeah. might die. Especially if you're using one of the GPS tracking apps. Mm-hmm. It's just going to destroy your phone. If you're doing yeah. that and Bluetooth on a speaker, it's over. Don't gotta switch that up um but yeah and then snacks on top of that is probably it not yeah really i'd say definitely much, snacks not really too much rocking just the basics because i never know i i get nervous that i'm gonna for some reason have to carry my bag and i don't want to overload it and then have to carry it well i mean you're not gonna like, you're not gonna break joaquin's record with with a heavy bag you know what i'm saying yeah exactly you're not, <laughs> you're not gonna break can't that be, can't be breaking any records moving that slow <laughs> Got to run. Got to blast. <laughs> but, uh, oh, and if, the, if there's rain in the in the weather, I'll sometimes throw like a light rain jacket in there. Uh, but most of the time I'm too lazy to put it on anyway. So it just kind of sits in there. Yeah, for me, other than those things that Rick listed off, which I don't carry all of them, it's mostly just if I have to, I'll throw some beer in my bag. Like say you can't bring a cooler onto the course. It's one of like, yeah. the fancier ones. I'll just like pack some in the side pockets of my golf bag. Uh-huh. Which is wild that they don't check that. They check a cooler, but they don't think that we're not just going to go back to our car and stuff the beers in our side pockets. Do I have, not a, expect cool, that I have a cooler pocket in my bag. You do, <laughs> which is awesome. That's be good for a like cooler. a sandwich. 
Oh, it's great. Have you thought about that? I throw drinks and stuff in there. Oh, that's smart too. Mostly, smart. yeah. But. Right on. Well, there's a little gaze into our golf bags. Uh, question number two. This one's a bit interesting, actually. Um, you have a four-man scramble and a caddy. They all have to be Pokemon. Who are you picking? Rick and I, I have actually people, gotten a chance how to many think people, about this a little bit. So I wonder how many people are like, okay, I don't need to hear this, and they just turn it off. That is that I want. I want. I got to see the rate of how many people made it to this yeah, yeah, like, moment, because, and we're like, and we're good. Because <laughs> I personally am a huge Pokemon nerd, so I could go forever on this topic, uh, but I'm gonna not. Well, hit me with it. I won't enjoy that. Um, well, I think, I think first. I got to go with my favorite. I can't not have my favorite guy out there. Just uh, relieve some stress, you know. Uh, he's going to give me some water while we're there, too, because uh, Mudkip's coming with me. Um, he's not yeah. going to do too much in yeah. the long game. Right. To the short game, maybe some some putts he can help me out a little bit. Right. But mostly right. just for hydration purposes. And uh, and like I said, the whole mental mental health game kind of keep me in the right headspace throughout the round uh, so that I can I can – do well and keep our team moving in the right direction. Oh, I love that. I love that pick. Uh, so are we going, are we going short game guys first? Oh, you just pick whoever. I just wanted to shout well, out. No, I'm at, I'm at you. I'll guy. go short game guy first. Uh, my short game guy is going to be uh magic carp uh, because he's probably gonna have the best flop shots around with that uh, splash. Thing likely, he does. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's just flops around. I mean, he's just flopping up and off on the greens, like Phil Mickelson out here, just <laughs> absolute 100 foot high, just, 50, 50 yard long, just darts just <laughs> bombing greens. Like it's his job. And hopefully he doesn't accidentally turn into Gyarados with that much EXP. Turning around. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a problem. Flop shots will not be as effective. <laughs> cause, Cause if I have him and then my other guy, I'm going to be like, Hey, we got the long game thing figured out, but now we have a problem. <laughs> but now we have a problem because we got no short game. Cause I can't put. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's uh who's your next guy? Who you got? I got two more. Um, well, and a caddy. Yeah, the caddy too. Um, I know. I think I know who you want for your caddy, unless you're deciding this as your as your long game hitter. So I'm not gonna say this one yet. I'm gonna wait okay. on that one. Okay. Um, I feel like I gotta have a psychic type in there, and for my short range game, because my short game stinks. Um, so, oh, I guess if I had to pick. A psychic. I'm not a huge fan of psychic types, but I need someone to help me out, like uh, Bugs Bunny style in a oh, yeah. Space Jam, how he like kind of guides it towards the hole. That's kind of you got to manipulate it. exactly. Um, so how about we go with? There's too many options. This I can't way too many options. This, just pick, just pick one. We should have yeah. picked a region. I, I we should have. We should have just gone. Uh, we'll, just gonna just, stick, we'll just go. Yeah, I'm gonna stick in Hoenn then. I'm that stick. I, that's what I was gonna say. Just um, stick in the Hoenn region. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with another one of my favorites in that region. We're gonna go Baynet. Who is a ghost? Nice a psychic type. Uh, nice low key, one of my favorites. Um, helped me out a little bit there in the mid range. Also a little spooky, little spooky, little spooky, spooky season. Exactly, I love that. I love that. I do. Uh, question. Answer. Is uh Puccina just dark type or is just dark? It all. Damn. Okay. Um. <laughs> huh. Okay. You want to know what? I am gonna go. With this psychic type, just because uh, I had the movie on DVD, I'm gonna go with Jirachi. Nice, nice. Mostly because it first, it's so small, it could just like hang out on my shoulder all day, uh -huh. just being super adorable, and also has like that extra yeah. like third eye thing that might happen. 
<laughs> and like save my round. I don't know. It's a possibility. Yeah, definitely. I'm just going to say it might be. Uh, so I'm going to go with Jirachi to uh, guide my ball places at this point. I'm going to call, I'm going to call Jirachi my mid range. Cause okay, uh, not a bad pretty much help me just hit lawn darts at that point. Um, I'm going to be one of those losers that takes two starters with me. Um, and for my long hitter, <laughs> for my long hitter of the group, I'm going to bring Blaziken along. Uh, nice. He's going to hit bombs. Absolute yeah. nukes out of Blaziken. He's going to be my, my tee shot guy. And, uh, and then we'll pass off the torch a little bit. Hell there. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, for my long range hitter, I'm going to go with um, Machamp just okay. because he's massive. Dude's built. Dude is jacked. He's, I mean, he's I considering using him for my caddy because he has four arms. That now that's that was advantageous. It, that yes. was what I was considering. Um, but I think I'm just gonna be out there and have a good time now, and I'm not gonna pick him. Oh, of course, yeah. Caddy. Um, so Machamp's hitting bombs for you. Oh yeah, uh, absolute nukes. Come on, Aaron Jones, make something happen. <laughs> All right, nine yards on the first carry. We're fine with that. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So I got I got Mudkip, I got Bayonet, and I got Blaziken. Yeah, who's your and caddy? I'm actually gonna go with um one who only shows up in Emerald version, but is technically from Hoenn. And he's actually my second favorite. Uh Ampharos is okay. Be my next guy for a few reasons. Uh well, we just talked about how your phone's always dying and how you need that that uh speaker going, a little bit of charge there if we're if we're dying, running on low battery. Uh, and he's just awesome. It's Are you really afraid hard. that you're going to get accidentally electrocuted? Like if you're too close, I don't know, but like possible fear, but like, look at that. Just Ooh. like, it looks like a good, a good caddy. You know what I'm saying? It does. It looks like a good caddy. Also, I feel like if it was, if it needed to be the moment he's in there, you know, in there, like swimwear focused up. Cause I think he can learn some psychic type moves too. So like right on. Right on. I'm down with that. Uh, for me, I'm going uh, for my caddy. I'm going to go with something I can ride because I'm lazy. So I'm going Arcanine. That's nice. That's just good. that massive, fluffy, badass that is Arcanine. Because I uh-huh. can just swing my golf bag on my shoulder and just kind of ride it into the sunset. Yeah, definitely. Which would be beautiful. Sorry, Devontae Adams just absolutely snapped someone's ankles. Um, shattered. Absolutely shattered. <laughs> um, was it a pass? That's a good pick, though. I do. Oh, yeah. Out of way, Aaron. Oh, he snapped someone's ankles, and then the other guy tripped over him. Um, <laughs> that's embarrassing. Uh, but, yeah, that's a good pick. I like Arcanine, too. He's definitely uh, he's definitely up there for one of my favorites as well. Oh, uh, sure. But a little bit of a – oh, that was weird. My camera froze. Uh, a little bit of look into our nerdy side for you guys there. Uh, maybe you didn't know that we were massive nerds. Now you do. I don't know who didn't know that. Personally. I, I mean, I feel like I keep it pretty, pretty under wraps. I'm pretty much on the sleeves with it. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm a nerd. What's I feel like, up? no, I just feel like people don't like look at me and think, oh, that dude's a huge nerd. Right. Right. Cause like my whole life I've gotten the stereotype of huge douchebag, And usually those two don't go in the same category. So <laughs> that's, that's, I don't think you've been stereotyped douchebag, but I don't know. So I didn't stereotype you that way. That's for sure. Uh, it definitely didn't help. Dude. It's I, when, it's when you got all jacked and stuff, man, this is, this is your own doing. It's all those bicep curls, but here we are. That's our foursome. That's our caddy. <laughs> We're obviously included in that. We're obviously a part of Duh, that. Yeah, we're, we're obviously we're in there. Like three in a caddy. <laughs> uh, 
Just for anyone who's not quite following that, but yeah. All right, that ought to do it for this episode of From the Tips. As always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We are on the road to 1,000 listens. So tell your friends, share the podcast, let people know what we do here because you guys enjoy it. We enjoy doing it and we want to share with more people. Exactly. We want to share with more people. Follow like us, Instagram. share us, do the stuff, interact at- with us. We had a at- lot of interaction today on the episode. We don't mind when it is just interact with us. We'll, we'll talk about it. If you interact with us on the, while we're recording, we will talk about it. Like if you message us, we'll probably become friends. Like Guaranteed. Tyler messaged us a bunch of times and I would talk to him pretty much every week, whenever football season <laughs> is happening. We talk about the Cardinals and the Panthers like every week. So message us. We'll talk to you. We'll have a good time. It'll be great. Guarantee it. That's At it. from the tips underscore pod. Again, thank you for listening. This has been from the tips. We out. Thanks, guys. See you later. You got the music in you.